welcome back to another episode of Big Moon. Hey, Yay. we didn't plan this. We just all wore black and we're cute. We're just sad bitches. are <laughs> all on our periods. I know, right? <laughs> we're mourning our uteruses. <laughs> oh, and I just spilled my white cloth. Mourning the two eggs that fell down. That is, or is it one alcohol egg? abuse. Uh, Hello, and we have a very special guest with us today. Who do we have? Hi, guys. I'm Jess Lazama. What is up? What is up? In the house. Thanks for having me. Yes, she's the best. We love her. Thank you so much for joining us all day today. She'll be in many episodes. Go check them out. Um, Also, (laughs) uh, I guess I'm here. Nikki Limo. Hello. Hi, Jess. And having a moment. Hi, Jess. Hi. You're gorgeous. And I'm blushing. Oh, <laughs> but of course, we also have the beautiful Nikki Limo. Oh, hey. Hey. <laughs> I'm pretty too. <laughs> and hi, it's me, Gina. And today's. Howdy. Oh, hi. Thanks. <laughs> today's episode is on how to practice self love. What can you do to practice self love? We found this article on Healthline. Is, uh, is it when you love yourself instead of hate yourself? Mm-hmm. What is that? What's that, that like? like? <laughs> <laughs> that sounds really nice. That sounds so cool. It takes a long time to do Pretty that. Healthy. Right? Yeah. Hmm. yeah. I for the <laughs> longest time I didn't know what self-love was. Like for the longest time I was like, yeah, I'm fucking cool. Right. You know? Or like sometimes it's like, oh, it's when you like um put a face mask on, like you put a like yeah. a spot and then you that's because that's what I hear is like, oh, you gotta practice self-love and like uh, get a manicure or whatever. Yeah. But <laughs> it's really not that. Yeah. Self-love's like morphed into self-care slash yeah, right. and like I do. Like I'm cool. I love myself. But there's more to that. Yeah. Like what is that? It's like you almost like you have to go deeper than that. Yeah. yeah. For like mm-hmm. the longest time I always heard women saying, like, I love myself. I love who I am. And I was like, Yeah, me me too. <laughs> like, I don't get it. But it goes so much deeper than that it's a whole like mental thing emotional thing and it's just it's more than skin deep and getting pedicures so <laughs> but i like them i do love pedicures mm-hmm. too love a pedicure yeah i got a pedicure a couple weeks ago and then like randomly a week or two later my pinky nail popped off oh, oh just, wait oh the whole nail yeah. yeah you tweeted about this and i said you need to eat a vegetable yeah <laughs> if i just get ate, some freaking nutrients yeah. gina if i just ate like a single vegetable it would have probably stayed on yeah so now, a zucchini or something pedicure's all messed up but there was another nail underneath i don't know man what oh wow it's you like regenerate quickly, quickly you're young yeah there you go yeah i'm like an x-man but that's my only power <laughs> it's weird power grow yeah. nails yeah. Mm. <laughs> that's why xavier never called me just looking at people <laughs> All right. The first, uh, it's uh, this article is called 13 Steps to Achieving Total Self-Love. And the first one is stop comparing yourself to others. We're socialized to be competitive. So comparing ourselves to others is natural, but it can be dangerous. There's just no point in comparing yourself to anyone else on the planet because there's only one you. Rather, focus on yourself and your journey. The shift of energy alone will help you feel free. This is such a big one, right? It is. And it's easier said than done because like you can say all you want like, oh, yeah, I don't compare myself. But when you're scrolling through your Instagram feed or social media, I think social media has really amplified this whole comparison thing. And you're seeing like people's highlight reels. It's really hard to feel like, am I not doing enough? Am I behind? Yeah. Could I be doing more? Everyone else crushing it in the like in the world except for me. Yeah. (laughs) And then. Uh, you have to take a step back and realize that this this is really like there's all I love all these memes like oh the internet's not real the internet's fake and people are showing like like home decor places or accounts that I follow are showing the mess behind their pictures you know they're like it's not real like it's just we're just showing off the parts that we're proud of but you know it's not like we're always perfect 
Yeah, yeah. Or always happy. Yeah. That's another thing. Like something that I love is when people actually share what they're going through and not they're not just beams of sunshine just shooting out of their ass all the time yeah. and they have bad days. Yeah. And, you know, like the life can be messy and things can get sticky. And like, that's what I want to know. Yeah, I want to know other things yeah. shooting out of their ass too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That I don't need to see, but you know, it's nice to know about. I yeah. love to see it. <laughs> all right. Ooh, kinky. <laughs> don't shame me. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but it's true like um one of the best examples i had that i learned early on was when i was about i was about 25 and there's this girl that i was acquaintances with on facebook and instagram and she was in this wonderful relationship you know like they were happy they're going on trips he's buying her nice things and they're so like their pictures are so cute and i was like man like i want that that's so cool and then like one day i was like scrolling through facebook at two in the morning and she had posted a status She's like, I'm drunk and I need someone to help me. He he always abuses me. I'm not happy. <gasps> oh my and he God, keeps hitting gosh. me. Please help me. Oh, my God. Yeah. And then the post disappeared like an hour later after people like were blowing up her comments. Like, are you OK? OK. And that's when I realized, holy shit, like people are really good at just showing the best parts. But it could be fucking awful behind all that. They're just... Um, there's just, I think someone said like when couples are constantly posting, look how great we are, look how great we are, look how great we are. A lot of times they are doing terrible behind the scenes. Not so great. Yeah. There were a lot of people who were surprised by my divorce and it wasn't because we were doing horribly, but we weren't doing amazingly. Yeah. But you only post that you're doing amazingly. Yeah. Cause like sometimes it's like, what's the fine line between sharing the ups and downs and like airing dirty laundry. Exactly. Right. You know? And so you're like trying not to share the bad things, but then like. And I do that with my mental health. Like sometimes I'm like, I don't want to overshare my depression. But like, I do think like letting people know that it's a real thing. And like, it's not like every day is like I'm rollerblading through the sunshine with freaking rose colored glasses on. Although I did just do that. Um, (laughs) It's not every day. You know, some days you're. You know, curled up in a ball in your bed and you can't feel like you don't feel like getting out and you don't know how to and you feel like um, everything is crumbling. Yeah, I think it's really normal to like make the bed so you don't have to get back in it. Right. So you can't get back in it. But I feel like, yes, people should. share. I love when you do your mental health posts. Oh, thank you. Because it's relatable. Like we all have down days and shit days and we're not going to feel our best. And comparisons at Thief of Joy. Here I go again, being the elderly millennial (laughs) and being a Hallmark yeah. <laughs> I love it. I love you. It's not even like it's you're not even a Hallmark commercial because it's so authentically you. It's true though, right? We you just are yourself. The, you're a cheerleader. You're a, yeah. you always have the right mom things to say. Thank you. That like yeah. make you go, oh, I needed that today. Mm-hmm. I want to be the internet mom, but like a cool mom. I want you to be my mom. You should. Like a hot mom. Yeah. You should make a TikTok out of it. Hey, it's me, yeah. your internet mom. Oh, I like that. <gasps> and you can teach kids shit. lessons yeah. and be like, hey, for those of you who didn't have a mom, today I'm gonna show you how to do laundry. I would love yes. that. Oh my gosh. Dude, I would watch that. You brilliant little brain. Big brain, big brain. Brilliant big brain. Little small brain. I love that. that. So cute. Yes, okay, I'm gonna Or do you it. can also do like, hey, it's me, your teen mom. For those of you teen moms out there, I can teach you whatever. If you're it's having like, a shit day, it's I cool. totally it. normal. I want to watch that things. channel right now. Right? Yeah, me too. I needed it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Think, um, the whole like, you know, but sharing, sharing the depression stuff, it's like, I don't want it to feel like a grab for sympathy mm-hmm. or like um some sort of like attention thing i just want to share so that you know it's like it's a balance there's and a you're balance not alone there. yeah and that it will get better yeah and that you can make it through exactly because it is like a it is kind of draining watching i i mean i personally and this is just 
you know, I go through waves of just not checking social media, not solely because I'm comparing myself, but like there's a, it can make you feel bad after yeah. a while mm-hmm. of just like, I'm not doing enough, being enough. And I just spent like three hours looking at other people's lives. And I, I don't feel like this is productive. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't feel good on your on your brain because mm-hmm. I'm in the fitness world. So I'm seeing all these girls, you know, Chiseled when you're in 20, you could do whatever you want. You can you didn't have to sleep. You could smoke, stay up late and you would wake up and you're chiseled and yeah. you're just cut you like a Greek god. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm 41. So you, I got to work for these abs. <laughs> so it's just it's it. I even struggle with the comparison thing. And yeah. I'm, sometimes I'm just like, I need a detox. I'm just not going to scroll just gonna just mm-hmm. yeah i think everyone goes through it like even no matter how the person that you're looking at that's like wow they got their shit together look at them on top of the world like i guarantee you they don't know they're, what they're scrolling doing. and they're like why am i not like yeah. this person you know there's always some other thing. person that you're looking at so mm-hmm. yeah it really is true the best thing to do is as much as you can just when you see that and you feel those feelings because so good for them and like be happy with your your lane and like I'm going this way mm-hmm. send them wellness and then be like you know just do your best because your best is enough mm-hmm. yeah. you know and sometimes that's all you can do and that's okay all you can do is all you can do and all you can do is, is enough. okay isn't enough yeah. is enough I feel really bad for kids growing up in this day and age with social media because they really do have a lot more to compare to. Slammed in their face. We didn't have to do that. Yo, we had fucked up makeup until we were like yeah. 20, two, three years old. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, because we didn't have videos like teaching you how to do perfect makeup. Mm-hmm. These eight-year-olds are doing perfect winged liner. Right? I'm like, how the f- You don't even need that. I feel like, and it's almost like, I'm like offended in a way. Like, how dare you not go through the shitty eyeliner and blue eyeshadow yeah, the blue eyeshadow and sparkles right? and sparkles you know yeah mm-hmm. or the frosty white eyeshadow or even know that all that's your not eyebrow cute. hairs yeah, off right? and yeah exactly hoping they sharpies back. on mm-hmm. like how come you didn't get to go through the ugly phase you have like a perfect cut crease right now <laughs> at fucking fair. 12 everyone needs an ugly phase builds mm-hmm. character mm-hmm. but they don't see it that way because there's so many everyone knows how to do a perfect cut crease right because you because you have it everyone's shoving it in your face all mm-hmm. the time uh, number two is don't worry about others' opinions. In that same vein, don't worry about what society thinks or expects of you. You can't make everyone happy, so this is a waste of time and will only slow you down on your journey to becoming the best you. That's also really hard to do. It is really hard to do. The best thing is to think about how like you're never going to make everyone happy. It's There's exhausting if you try. There's going to be someone that doesn't like you for their own reasons. Like mm-hmm. You can't even control their reasons. Yeah. You just can't. So... Don't stress about it because there's no way you can do it. You can't control them. Yeah. There's another one. Good. The people that matter don't mind. The people that mind don't matter. Yeah. See, boom. I told you. I am just. (laughs) Okay, do this TikTok channel and sell the posters. Right. I'm just going to be a walking poster. Yeah. It's your mom. I love it. There's a. Right. There's a quote by uh, Dita Von Teese that says you can be the ripest, prettiest, juiciest peach in the world and there's still going to be people out there who don't like peaches. That's absolutely true. And it's true. And she's juicy. Yeah. And it's, that it is hard to do. It's hard to not um, care about other people's opinions. But I made a rule for myself uh, back in like my later 20s where for the most part working in entertainment, I don't really give a shit what people say about me. Because if you really care about what every single one says about you, you're going to be fucking miserable. Oh my God, yeah. But personally, I have a rule where if I hear uh, the same critique about me three times from people around me or like my friends circle, my circle, if I hear at least three times, that's when I step back. I'm like, okay, 
or maybe maybe I should maybe there is some evaluate. I should yeah, investigate. So I'll, I'll reevaluate. Yeah. yeah. Or like or sometimes comments online too, or people are like, Oh, she's so fucking self centered and then I'll I'll say kind of, you know, like if I hear it enough times, like three times at least, mm-hmm. I'll reevaluate and I'll really sit with myself about That's it. That's so healthy to do. Mm-hmm. That's really it's really great to take ownership or acknowledge something, mm-hmm. like to not be like so egoic that you're invincible yeah. to criticism. Mm-hmm. Mine was a uh, defensiveness. I never knew that I was defensive at all, mm. but like I had started hearing that like a lot. And I realized like, yeah, I mean, I talked to my therapist and I was like, yeah, I mean, I feel really misunderstood. And like, I feel like the worst feeling I've ever felt is being misunderstood. Like when my intentions mm. were this and like everyone's taking it as this. And so then I get really defensive because I'm like, wait, no, 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 that's not like, that's not what happened. Like, mm-hmm. let me explain. Like, that's not like, no, you're wrong. Like this is, and, and people, there aren't it's not an attractive it doesn't make people want to listen to you right. when you're just coming out of defensiveness and so i really had to understand what defensiveness was and why when it was that people were saying i was acting that way and and then understand how to better articulate or like to give um to understand where they're coming from before telling them where i'm coming from stuff like that you right. know little things that i think helped me be a a better person and improve ultimately but it was really hard because i because you know how do you separate just the general trolling criticism hate mm-hmm. comments from like the actual legitimate ones that are like hey maybe this is something that like you could fix about yourself yeah. or help you're yourself both so with. self-aware though which i think is really special and i think when you're young you aren't so self-aware and you don't you're not so introspective something that i did when i was probably until like last year um besides overextending myself as I was a people pleaser yes. and i've realized Same. that though i as a human being i want to be liked by someone i'm not going to go out of my way to prove to them why they should like me if they don't yeah, yeah. because i'm they just don't like peaches yeah. and don't you feel like as a people pleaser I felt like I overextended myself to people who I felt didn't like me. And didn't appreciate it. More so than the people that accepted me. Like I didn't go out of my way for those people. I went out of my way for the ones that I was like, well, I'll make them like me. Like I'll find a way like so they like I'll show them that that I'm a person that they can like. Right. And you are. You're so likable. What's not to like? Yeah. It's an acceptance thing. People don't like peaches. (laughs) It's very interesting because like I it's it's very surprising hearing that from you because to me you're a very intelligent woman who knows herself and stuff like that and then you just saying that makes me realize that you people are constantly learning about themselves all the time no matter like our age difference or where we are in life you know like people are constantly always learning nobody has it all completely figured out Mm -hmm. and you don't need to have it figured out by a certain age at all you know no Mm -hmm. i don't i think it takes it's a lifetime of learning right and when we stop learning like that's when we stop growing as people i also realized i like harbor a lot of rage in my mm-hmm. belly, and we just talked about this before. Abs. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's the abs. Um, <laughs> that I was a teen mom and I was a single mom, so there's just so much anger and emotion that I wasn't just able repressed. to express. So it's repressed. Yeah. And now I'm just like, you know, I can be like a sour patch baby. Mm-hmm. I can be really sweet, or I could like try to bite your ankles. Yeah. <laughs> so you gotta watch out for me, I'm an ankle biter. <laughs> it's it's not because she's going after ankles. It's just that's how tall she is. Yeah. It's also because I'm four ten and a half. <laughs> yeah. I just have nowhere else she, to bite she you. She ends up at your ankles. <laughs> Whether it's a warm cup of coffee, basking in warm sunlight, or listening to a sexy story, pleasure is all around us. With Dipsy, your sanctuary is waiting. Escape to a world where pleasure is your only priority. Dipsy is an app full of hundreds of short, sexy audio stories designed by women for women. That's right, they bring scenarios to life with immersive soundscapes and characters, no matter who you're into or what 
turns you on if you catch my drift. I don't know, we don't judge. You can find stories about that intriguing coworker with a British accent or hooking up with your hat yoga instructor. Hot in multiple ways, the yoga and the guy. They even have stories designed specifically for your zodiac sign. Ooh, okay. Dipsy also has sleep stories. So if you have trouble going to sleep, they have like stories that'll lull you into a nice dream state. They have wellness sessions and they now also offer written stories. It's your go-to place to spice up your me time, explore your fantasies, or just heat things up with a partner. For our listeners, Deep Sea is offering an extended 30-day free trial when you go to dipseastories.com slash bigmood. That's 30 days of full access for free when you go to D-I-P-S-E-A stories.com slash mood. Dipseastories.com slash mood. Get in the mood, you know. If you're sleeping on a terrible mattress, then your sleep will be terrible. It's that simple. That's why I recommend sleeping on a purple mattress. Purple mattresses have the Gel Flex Grid. It's a super stretchy, ultra squishy material that adapts and flexes around pressure points and doesn't retain heat. The Gel Flex Grid is amazingly supportive for your back and legs while cushioning your shoulders, neck, and hips, no matter how you like to sleep. Unlike memory foam, which remembers everything, the Gel Flex Grid purple mattresses bounce back as you move and shift. You'll never have that I'm stuck feeling people get with memory foam. Try your purple mattress risk-free with free shipping and returns. Financing is available too. I sleep really hot. I always wake up so sweaty, but with purple, it doesn't happen anymore because it's so breathable, it keeps me nice and cool. Getting a great night's sleep starts with having a great mattress. Get a purple mattress. Go to purple.com slash bigmood10 and use code bigmood10. For a limited time, you can get 10% off any order of $200 or more. That's purple.com slash bigmood10, code bigmood10, for 10% off any order of $200 or more. Once again, that's purple.com slash bigmood10, promo code bigmood10. Terms apply. The next one is... Oh, I really like this one. It's uh, allow yourself to make mistakes. We're told again and again from a young age that nobody's perfect and everyone makes mistakes. But the older you get, the more pressure you feel never to fail. Cut yourself some slack. Make mistakes so you can learn and grow from them. Embrace your past. Uh, you're constantly changing and growing from who you once were into who you are today and who you will be one day. So forget about that voice in the head that says you need to be perfect. Make mistakes. Lots of them. The lessons you'll gain are priceless. I personally really love this one because I have experience with this one. Um, growing up, I grew up with my grandparents, but my siblings, my um, my second brother, uh, second eldest brother, he grew up with my dad. And my dad was very militant, um, very cleanly. Like he was a uh, like he was he was a felon back then. So he's very hard on himself. He's very hard. on You have to be a man. You have to do this. You have to do this right. You have to do that right. Why are you going to do this right? And it gave my brother like a complex. Like toxic max- masculinity? Not toxic masculinity, but if he does something wrong, yeah. he has a full down, that, like a full Aww. breakdown. Does be, does be. <laughs> yeah. Like, I, I think it's so important for, yes, you need to encourage your kids to do their best and, mm-hmm. you know, um, try their hardest. But you also really need to teach them how to fail well, too, mm-hmm. and accept failure because... Back then, my brother, if he got like a bad grade or he didn't do something right or didn't clean something right, he would have a meltdown. Mm-hmm. And it was heartbreaking, mm-hmm. you know? Like you have to teach your kids that if you fail at something, the world's not gonna end. Mm-hmm. It's just that you have chances to try again and again and again. Or it if you don't teach them that, they're going to be too scared to even try anything at all because they don't want to fail and they just get stuck in this limbo where like they just won't do anything at all. And it's like the first or the way when you fail it's another step to success yeah yeah you have to keep failing and then 
eventually you learn and you learn and you become better at it. So seeing the how my dad raised my brother really taught me like you really need to learn how to fail in a healthy way. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. I heavily relate to that. Um, By the way, a good book to read is Failing Forward by John C. Mm. Maxwell. That's a great book. Um, But that's how I was raised and I was the firstborn and my dad super militant and like perfectionist Mm. and um, I really just had as even as an adult carried that through where like if I made a, a little mistake I was full-blown meltdown like Steve really had to help me with that like hey you know it's not a big deal a lot of people make that mistake blah, blah, blah. like it's not, not the end of the world but even little things I was just like I suck I'm a failure mm-hmm. I suck I'm never gonna be good at anything um and that's why I have the fuck perfect line the uh you know I saw you wear the ring I was like yeah um yeah, because fuck perfect. You really don't learn anything until you fail. And I think that's a problem with the way we're, that we're raised, not just if your dad's like that or your mom's like that, but even in school, like you get a bad grade if you fucked up, like yeah. if you made a mistake, if you didn't do well on a test, if you didn't learn the way they taught you to learn or whatever, like you are failing, like in your, they're telling you like it's bad, you're not going to get a job, you're not going to go to the school you want to go mm-hmm. to. And so you're trained from very young to like mistakes are bad, don't make a mistake, don't fuck up. Otherwise, you have severe consequences of, of it. And then you're so scared to take a risk outside of your comfort zone because what if you fail? Then it must mean the end of the world. It must mean that you you will all every all your security will be taken away from yeah. you. Um, and I, I just think that's not true. I just uh, think from experience that failing has been the the best thing for me mm-hmm. ever. And and so many so many ways of it not working led me to the way that it did work. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I I hate that people feel like they can't fail. Yeah. Um, when I do the bullet journal stuff, I even I talk about I talk about this on my channel um, because so many people are like, oh, like I want to do a bullet journal, but I'm not artistic, or I, it looks so good when other people do it, but I can't do it. And I'm like, yo, just fuck it. It's not for anyone but you. Like if anywhere you can fuck up, it's in your bullet journal. Like you. Like try something, try something that you don't know if you can do and experiment and you'll get better and you'll learn and be like, oh, if I just press this way instead of this way, it makes the lettering go Mm -hmm. better or smoother or flow better. And and you're learning. That's how literally how you learn to walk is by falling like that's (laughs) from a baby. You're just not a walker. Yeah, Yeah. 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 you're going to crawl forever. Sorry, not in the cards for you. I think I think sometimes too the fear of failure can be ultra paralyzing to people so they don't try um but I think it's going to be like as human beings it's progress not perfection like it's are we constantly learning about ourselves I'm constantly learning about myself I had to fail so many I've lived 19 lives in this lifetime you know I've done it all I've seen it all done it all said it all and I also don't regret anything because every single decision I've made, every t- wrong turn, right turn, has led me to exactly where I'm at today. So you have to on this embrace couch, on us. this couch Ooh. with you guys, all in black. <laughs> where else Morning. would you want to be, baby? <laughs> right here, nowhere else. And it's it's everything that has, you've done in your life has led you to where you are, and you yeah. can't regret that. And you have to be okay with like, y- yes, you have to fail to succeed. Yeah. And it's scary. I'm not going to lie to you. It's so scary. It's not fucking easy. Like, it's not like, yay, go fail. I did it. You can too. It's like. No one knows what they're doing. It fucking hurts. It hurts. You skin your knees and you're like, fuck, can I walk? I don't know. Maybe I have have to crawl. (laughs) But you get back up and you do it again. You try a different way. You re-angle yourself. You look at other people that are walking. You're like, maybe if I try it this way. And and you learn. And then it feels so good because it feels like when you actually get 
when you get the prize, when you get, you know, the, the meat and potatoes, you're like, I earned this meal. I did it. Yeah. I finally got there. You have to fall so many times to walk. And then when you figure it out, you walk pigeon toed like Nikki. <laughs> Moving on. I was an <laughs> early walker. <laughs> I think it's so cute that you're pigeon toed. <laughs> I still trip over my feet. It's so cute. Oh, okay. Number four. Remember your value doesn't lie in how your body looks. This is fundamental. So many things in the world want to distract you from this powerful truth. Sometimes even your own internalized sexism affirms your thoughts of inadequacy. You are valuable because you are you, not because of your body. So wear what makes you feel good. If it's a lot or if it's a little, wear what makes you feel confident, comfortable, and happy. Uh, 100,000%. Mm-hmm. I tell clients all the time, it's not how you look, it's how you feel. Yeah. Mm-hmm. How do you feel? Do you yeah. feel good? Yeah, are you, you know, do you have energy? Do you have energy? Do you How feel do you feel? Vitality. Absolutely. What's your mental health? What's your heart health? Like you can have the best body and be shitty on the inside yeah. and it's worth nothing. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, a lot of people don't even know how unhealthy they are. Like, they were always just naturally skinny or naturally, like, built certain ways. And then they're like, oh, yeah, I didn't think I was. I had to check on my health. And by the way, who told us what a good body is, what a perfect body is? Like, media. It's horrible. Mm -hmm. Like, your body is your body. And this is the only body we get in our lifetime. So So we better be happy with it. It's tilted more towards women, for sure. For sure. And maybe gay guys. um, Because, like, you... In society, you're taught that that is where your value is, is in your beauty, your youth and beauty. Because traditionally, in the old days, you were there to be married and make babies. And Mm -hmm. so the more fertile you look, which is when you're younger, is the more valuable you are because that is your job in society. Someone will marry you and make a baby with you. Yes, hopefully it is someone with superior genetics. And Mm -hmm. so you are to attract the one, and then biologically your children have a better chance. Of living longer. It's all biological, (laughs) right? But it's so outdated because you don't need that anymore. And so now you can actually understand your value as a person, as a whole person, as as a whole human being. Yeah. Um, And I say the same thing as you. You have one vessel in life, right? Your body, your face, whatever. uh, And you decorate it however you want to decorate it. That's why I was like, plastic surgery. If this is what I want my vessel to look like, I'm going to fucking do it. Other Mm -hmm. people, if you want like 1600 piercings on your vessel, go ahead, (laughs) you know? And I think it's, I I think that's the best thing to kind of understand about yourself, but also understand that like, this is your vessel, decorate it however you want. But at the end of the day, when what your opinion of your own beauty is gone, because we all eventually get old, you know, we all like we don't have the tight bodies that we used to have. What's on the inside? Mm-hmm. Like if you're a shitty person on the inside, it doesn't matter anymore. Like you can marry someone that you find so insanely hot, whatever. And if that's all you're marrying for, what happens when you're like 90 years old and you yeah. have nothing to talk about and you fucking hate each other? It's all surface. Yeah, it's all, all that, surface. Another interesting thing is when you look at older, like old, like seniors, mm-hmm. um, it you're what you feel on the inside ends up on the outside. Like people that are like spend their life angry Mm -hmm. they have a permanent scowl on their face you you can see like angry old men and women that they're they can't unfurl their face it's just permanently this Mm -hmm. and then the ones that are happy and like let it like kind of had a happier freer time in life you can see it like they're they're they've got like a permanent Mm -hmm. smile and it's so interesting that the end you really see the inside go on the outside. Yeah. It seeps out. It makes yeah. its way out. So I hope what's seeping out is nice. Like we have to crack ourselves like wide open as people. And it's like, what's in there? Yeah. What, what am I made up of? Like mm-hmm. what's in there? When I ate first, there was one time I did a photo shoot. Um, and we were like, of course, photo shoot has a lot of makeup. And like we were out in the sun and I was dehydrated because I drink like 
cup of water a month and <laughs> i looked in the mirror and i saw like lines here and i was like oh my god is that my first wrinkle and i was like i'm really kind of glad that it's a smile line and not like a frown line <laughs> yeah like, that's cool you it know? shows it's, how you lived yeah yeah like, mine are all up here from like last last yeah. happy yeah. yeah i'm like oh, i'm kind of cool with that and then later on i washed out to make it moisturize i was like oh it's okay it's just the makeup and it was okay never mind Fuck <laughs> you <laughs> bitch <laughs> <laughs> it was just the makeup, yeah, it was makeup. oh fine. oops not a wrinkle <laughs> oh, yeah. i'm young oops. my bad <laughs> uh number five. Oh, i love this one don't be afraid to let go of toxic people. Not everybody takes responsibility for the energy they put into the world. If there's someone who is bringing you toxicity into their life and you want to resolve things in a bloodier way. Um, <laughs> I'm so proud. <laughs> and they won't take responsibility for it. That might mean you need to step away from them. That might mean you need to study a tape of NWA. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> Don't be afraid to do this. It's liberating and important, even though it may be painful. Remember, protect your energy. It's not rude or wrong to remove yourself from situations or the company of people who are draining you. Emotional vampires are real. Mm -hmm. And it's not time that's fleeting it is our energy like yeah. we only have so much of it and we have to protect who we give it to and where we put it when you yeah. talk about being a pupil pleaser it's like you definitely encounter you definitely like somehow are magnetized to the ones that want to drain your energy absolutely mm -hmm. they see that and they're like "Ooh, they're like, you have an s on your chest save me yeah <laughs> yeah i as i grew older i realized that i don't really care to keep Certain people around, like uh, some people are harder to get rid of others because mm. of like history and all that, right? It's true. Yeah, but other people, I was like, I, I don't really like give a shit about you yeah. enough to fucking bother, you know? Like yeah. you, uh, I, I, you made this one of my friends unhappy. You made said some weird thing to me. Like, all right, yeah, I'm gonna. Yeah, if people aren't bringing value into your life and yeah. then you into theirs, it's it, you know it's a two way street. So it has to be reciprocated. And if you aren't mutually enhancing each other's lives, there's really no point. Yeah, no point. Like. Before, I'd be like, no, I can't unfollow them or unfriend them. It's going to be so weird. And now it's just like, boop, you're out. <laughs> when are you going to see them again, really? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like, oh, their family. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Oopsies. Oopsie. You can break up with your family, too. Absolutely. Yeah. And if it's very toxic. Mm -hmm. A lot of people don't think you can, but. You totally can. You, you totally definitely can. can. Yeah. And it's healthy, too. It's yeah. set boundaries. Yeah. Uh, the next one is process your fears like airing feeling afraid is a natural is natural and human don't reject your fears understand them this healthy exercise can help uh with your mental health interrogating and evaluating your fears helps you to gain clarity and unmask issues in your life that were causing you anxiety that in turn can help you alleviate some if not all of your anxiety yes i'm not afraid I'm yes <laughs> i started going to therapy and very good. Yeah, thanks. It was your therapist. Oh, yay. Yeah. Therapist is shit. Mm -hmm. And she, like, during our first few sessions, she didn't exercise with me. She's like, all right, we're going to figure out, like, what you're most afraid of. And going in, I'm like, I already am pretty self-aware. I kind of know what's going on mm -hmm. already. But she helped me figure it out. And she said one thing, and I just bawled my eyes out. Like, it was fucking weird. I Because I thought I knew so much about me. Yeah. She yeah. tapped that button. Exactly. She's like, this is what you fear the most. And the fact that I cried and just, like, broke down, 
I was really thankful for that because I could have gone my whole entire life not understanding what I was so afraid of. Totally. Or too too afraid to even find out, you know? But she helped me and it gave me like this huge, like massive clarity in life. I'm like, oh, this is why I do the things that I do. And I'm so like, I'm so glad that I went through that. Yeah, a lot of people are afraid to uh, confront those. Their biggest fear is confronting their fears. Yeah. Um, I think there's a, I think that is what your shadow self is. There's like a part of all of us that we kind of keep hidden. Um, whether it's because we don't, we're embarrassed, we don't want society to know that part of us, we're, we're scared of people knowing that part of us, or, um, it's like a fear, like we don't want to believe that that part of us exists. Right. Um, and to be a whole person, they say you have to uncover and confront your shadow self and like not just confront it, but also embrace those parts and understand how you can use them in a healthy way to balance your mm-hmm. life out. Mm-hmm. I don't have a, a good example really of that, but I mean, we talked about earlier of just like taking criticisms into consideration and, you know, examine a lot of times when you're um, judging other people for something, it's an inner projection of something that you're insecure about. So like taking a look at that, there's a book that Tiff actually gave me. She gave all of us yeah, called burn after one. burn after writing or something burn. No, I think she gave us a, cute book about the sisters that was recently oh. but like two years ago is that about d- doing a brain dump and then setting it on fire? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yes. i love doing that yeah it's called like burn after writing or something like that but it really is about like it gives you prompts and questions to like really think about these parts of yourself that you might be hiding from that you don't want to confront absolutely and like, like why you're doing that and what happened in your past to make you feel do have these parts to like trigger them because mm-hmm. they feel like a part of acknowledging your fears and confronting them is acknowledging your emotions mm-hmm. and for a long time i didn't acknowledge my no- emotions i never even let them see the light of day i'm just like nope i'm on they robot don't mode. exist mm-hmm. yes we're gonna, gonna be a mom yes i'm gonna be strong i'm, I'm in survivor mode hair goes on my warrior makeup and i mm-hmm. kind of just plowed through life and i'm really good at doing that Really good at plowing through life. I have to watch like really sad movies to cry, which feels very robotic, but I'm like, oh, at least I can cry. (laughs) At least I'm not a robot. Where's the Disney channels? Come on, Cinderella. Um, But I just allowing myself to feel my feelings has helped me tremendously mentally because then I can hold space for someone all day long. It's part Mm -hmm. of my profession. It's part of my legacy. But to hold space for myself was really healing. That's and something awesome. I wasn't used to doing. Yeah, I know. I know you. And I know we've talked about this before, too. But I'm so proud of you that you're Thank able you. to acknowledge that. And I'll, even you acknowledging your rage inside. Oh, it's yeah. Like, There's fire Yeah, in there. like you have this fire and it's not a bad thing. I mean, yeah, it's like, okay, if a poor soul happens to stumble upon you at the wrong moment, <laughs> maybe it's said they're the line of fire and it's like, oh, sorry. I definitely but, use pain for power, for yeah. sure. Yeah. That, that's my driving force. But I do think it's good to acknowledge that pain sometimes when it comes and it's drifting your way on that boat instead of taking my foot and kicking it away and be like, not today. Yeah. Sometimes I'm like, oh, hi, boat of emotions. Hey, pain. Hi, pain. What do you need? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think it also, I'm kind of mixing a lot of things up that I've learned from a therapist, but like there's an inner child in you and sometimes it throws a tantrum when you're not giving her what she wants. And Listen like, to me. Yeah, and it was stuff that you denied yourself when you were an actual child or that was denied to you by other people when you were an actual child. And these are like basic needs that, you know, children need to be happy and healthy and whole. And 
they were denied. And so it doesn't just go away. You can't just stifle it down. It's like it sits there and she lives there and she lives there with her needs unmet. And sometimes out of nowhere, she's going to throw a tantrum mm-hmm. when it gets triggered. And you don't know where it's coming from until you really dig deep and and go, what is where is this stemming from? Like what? Hi, how can I help you? I love a tantrum. And that's something I think as parents is a great thing to give to our children is coping in life because there's going to be a day that you're not around to hold space for them and to protect them and support them. And so if what we can do is teach our children to be strong, that they can stand on their own and that no one's coming to save them, Mm -hmm. that they have to save themselves. I think that's a really good lesson in life. What are your coping mechanisms in life? And how are you taking care of you first? You got to put that mask on yourself first for you can help anyone else, Mm -hmm. you know? The oxygen mask. Yeah, Moms need to hear that especially, but everyone does. Yeah, it's hard, especially as a mom, because you want to swoop in and save your kids first before yourself. I want to be like, I can hold my breath here. (laughs) That's what my therapist always told me, too. Like, you have to secure your own oxygen mask first Mm -hmm. before anyone else. Uh, The next one is trust yourself to make good decisions for yourself. We so often doubt ourselves and our ability to do what's right, when most of the time we do know in our hearts and what's best. Remember that your feelings are valid. You're not losing touch with reality. You know yourself better than anyone else. So be your best advocate. Yes. yes. When I like, they always speak about women's intuition, mm-hmm. right? And I've like, that's how I got into trouble with people before. It's just like I, my gut was telling me one thing, but I'm like, nah, nah, yeah. Let me follow no, this logic. Yeah, and- <laughs> they're not that bad. It's okay. Yeah, keep yeah. going, you know. And then that's it. Always ended up being shit. I was right all along. It's so true. Mm-hmm. And uh, I read this thing on Reddit that said, you know, like you spent your whole entire life around other human beings. You know how human beings are. You know how they act. You know how they function. So if something is off, you're right. You know, and that it 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 includes like if you're walking down the street at night and this person just seems like it's, it's kind of shady or whatever. Like trust your gut and trust your intuition because you know how people are normally. Yeah, if alarm bells are ringing in yeah. your body, Listen it's to them. more mm-hmm. often right than wrong. Exactly. Every time I've tried to go off of my like logic instead over intuition, usually mm-hmm. they're in lockstep. But like sometimes it's like, I don't know why it doesn't seem logical, but I think we should go this way instead of that way. Every time I've tried to ignore it, like, nah, that doesn't make sense. Mm-hmm. Like this, this is the way I've, uh-huh. I figured it out. It's always been wrong. Yeah. I'm always like, fuck, I was my intuition was right. Yeah. I can't remember what show it is, and it, that's that's exactly what this show is about. But it's about it talks to people who have had these near death experiences. Every single one of them said that their their intuition told them don't go down that alley or yeah. don't talk to this person or steer clear of that. And mm-hmm. that's very telling and also terrifying. You yeah. have to really learn to listen to that. Yeah, like even if it if it doesn't make sense to you, it doesn't need to make sense. Like if something is like really ringing, like don't do it. Yeah. Just don't do it. Don't yeah, do it. follow that gut instinct. It doesn't need to make sense. Yeah, I you'll find it, out later why. I think maybe like I wonder if it's like it, it. It boils down to because we are pretty much animals, and that animal instinct that we have from back then, or all those survival instincts that we've had back then as cavemen and stuff. Like maybe it's stuck with us for this long. And I it feel still like kind yes. of manifests or shows itself too, and it still helps us. Yeah, right? absolutely. And that being said, uh, I've learned a lot from. From playing poker, it's all about decision making and mm-hmm. your emotions, your um, lack of hydration and drugs and alcohol severely impair your decision making. Like like more than you. Th- I know you know that it impairs your decision making because like don't drink and drive like that kind of stuff. But like I didn't realize how much dehydration 
makes you not think correctly and lack of sleep or uh, lack of eating or lack of um, like if your basic needs aren't being met, you are terrible at making decisions. Even if your brain tells you like, no, 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 we got we're this. Good, we're good. No, we got this. No, you, you don't. So like really take care of your health and your basic human needs before making any important decisions at all. Huh. That's yeah. important. Yeah. So I could have been a fucking CEO of a Fortune 500 country company yeah. right now. I believe drink that. that water. Right? Yeah. <laughs> should that you should drink some water, Gina. Could have, a still do it. Could have, have a vegetable. <laughs> have a vegetable for once in your life. Oh, how did I lose the page? What the hell is this? Did I click on an ad? Because you didn't drink enough water. Seriously. If, if she had drinking water, she would not lose her place. <laughs> Access to reproductive health care has become much harder and unnecessarily complicated for women in recent years. Gain time and peace of mind back with favor. Their licensed medical team puts your health first with access to affordable birth control, skincare, menstrual care, sexual wellness products, and more, all with an online subscription. The Pill Club is now Favor. Favor offers professionally prescribed birth control subscriptions and sexual wellness products delivered straight to your door for free. Favor carries over 120 FDA-approved brands and ships to all 50 states. Most brands of birth control are free with insurance or a Medicaid. Otherwise, prices start as low as $7 per month without insurance. Favor delivers birth control to your door for free in discreet packaging along with fun self-care gifts and goodies. Oh, I wish it was always like that. What's more, their licensed medical team is just a text away to provide you the care that you deserve. Sign up for birth control in just five minutes, skip the office visit, and waiting in line at the farm and get treated right. Right now, when you go to heyfavor.com slash bigmood, Favor is offering a $10 donation to bedsider.org for every Big Mood listener who becomes a patient. Your donation will help low-income individuals get access to birth control through bedsider.org. That's heyfavor.com slash bigmood to get your first birth control care package and donate to help more women in need of affordable birth control. Remember, heyfavor.com slash bigmood. You must use the link to make the donation. The key to consistent good hair days using ingredients that benefit your hair. Function of Beauty makes hair products that are 100% customizable, made for your hair where it's at now and where you want it to go. Function of Beauty is the world's first fully customizable hair care that creates individually filled shampoos, conditioners, styling, and treatment formulas based on your hair now and where you want it to go. Founded by a dream team of engineers and cosmetic scientists, each Function of Beauty product is individually designed to be as unique as you are. Function of Beauty offers over 54 trillion possible formulations. Every one of them is vegan and cruelty-free, and they never use sulfates or parabens. You can also go completely silicone-free. Here's how it works. First, take the quick hair quiz to build your hair profile and select five hair goals like lengthen, volumize, and oil control. Does your hair get frizzy in the winter but oily in the summer? Function formulations are meant to be changed when your needs change. Next, choose your color and fragrance or go dye fragrance free too. I usually get purple and I like rose scented. Then get your freshly filled formula delivered straight to your door and prepare for good hair days ahead. Say goodbye to generic hair care for good today. Go to functionbeauty.com slash bigmood to take your hair goals quiz and you'll save 25% on your first order. Again, let's go to functionofbeauty.com slash bigmood to let them know you heard about it on our show and to get 25% off your first order. That's functionofbeauty.com slash bigmood to take your hair quiz and save 25% on your first order. The next one is number eight says, take every opportunity life presents or create your own. The timing is never going to be perfect for that next big step in your life. The setup may not be ideal, but that shouldn't hold you back from reaching to meet your goals and dreams. Instead, seize the moment because it may never come back. I love mm. saying, say yes and then figure it out. Mm. Yeah. Like, even if you don't know how. Mm. Especially if your intuition is telling you that. Yes. Like, I mean, not if it's like, 
oh, I'm gonna, you know, move to Jamaica on a whim and like <laughs> yeah. quit my job. There's a difference between being impulsive and like taking an opportunity. Yeah, responsible. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They say that luck is when preparation meets opportunity. So if there's something that you've been pre- preparing for and you've just been waiting for the opportunity, obviously take do it. it. Yeah. Even if you're like, I don't know if I'm ready, you're ready, bitch. Yeah. Just fucking do it. That reminds me of when I was like early 20s when I first met like uh, all my YouTube buddies. And for the longest time, I refused to post anything on my channel. They're like, dude, just post anything. Just fucking post. I'm like, no, yeah. I have to have the perfect camera. I have mm-hmm. to learn how to edit. How do I like use this camera? How do I, but you guys' videos look so good. I don't want to just post them. And that stopped me for so Same. long. And it kept me from not really posting normally, you know? Yeah, like, and then you don't learn because yeah. you don't know how, to, you haven't done anything yet. Exactly. You're figuring out your voice is a whole thing. Mm-hmm. And you don't want to have the fancy equipment without having the experience exactly. first. Just get in there. Yeah. I had to make it so perfect. Like, even with my stream, I was like, but it's not pretty. I don't have, like, a setup. I don't have all this, whatever. They're like, shut. My friends are like, shut up and just fucking stream. And now, like, I'm like, I could have started way earlier, yeah. you know? <laughs> yeah. All the waiting leads to inaction. And it's like, just start. Yeah. There's no perfect start. time. Just yeah. do it now. Yeah. It's um, easier said than done. Totally. I mean, it goes back to that perfection thing and not wanting to fail or make a mistake. And you yeah. see other people who are succeeding. And you're like, but mine doesn't look like theirs. Exactly. Can I do it? Yeah. They didn't start there. I remember like, do I have to get a DSLR right away? I'm fucking poor. Like, what yeah. the hell? You know, like, it was, it was tough. Yeah. <laughs> uh, number nine says... Put yourself first. Don't feel bad about doing this. Women especially can grow accustomed to putting others first. Although there's a time and place for this, it shouldn't be a habit that costs you your mental, emotional well-being. Find the time to decompress. Without decompressing and recharging, you can put serious strain on yourself. Whether it's spending the day in bed (laughs) or outdoors in nature, find what helps you decompress and dedicate time to this. Yeah, we talked about this a little bit on one of the other episodes, but like... Mm -hmm. um, you know extroverts typically recharge by mm-hmm. going and hanging out with people and then introverts tend to recharge by staying inside and being alone um but you definitely need some sort of outlet for and this is where like the emotional buildup comes in because if you don't have an outlet for all of these emotions and it just builds way to let it out yeah. and stress out then yeah it, you're just gonna be a really tense angry person it's gonna be a lot rough for you and it's gonna explode somewhere along the line it doesn't go away ever it's it just like, builds it builds to a breaking point yeah that's where people go crazy and have mental breaks and I, end up in another country somewhere midlife crisis I was in another country having midlife crisis because I was in London shooting the show and I it was the first time in my life I've ever not had to take care of someone whoa my girlfriend was here my daughter was here I'm in London in quarantine because it was just they had us all sectioned off and um and unless it was shoot days I didn't really see anyone and I'm like oh my what do I do with myself <laughs> yeah, like, you didn't even have your dog I had nothing no, no dog no girlfriend no, no, no girlfriend daughter. there was no alcohol it was just me and my thoughts and mm-hmm. there's a lot rolling up up there so I I really learned how to be still and being still I'm so not good at it yeah. <laughs> but I I'm a reader Yes. Yeah. Oh my God, I'm a reader. Good. <laughs> so I started to read, and I um I've never been good at meditation. Yeah, same. but it's hard. So, it's so hard. Day by day, slowly, slowly but surely, I I learned how to be still, and that's still something that I'm working on. Um, but learning how to take care of yourself first is so important. Totally. And I didn't even know how to do it. That's what they call yoga and meditation a practice. It's a total mm-hmm. practice. It's, it always is practice. No matter how much you've been doing it, it's not just easy for humans to be still. Mm. Oh. We I move. thought you meant like you had a breakdown because you weren't taking care of someone. And I just imagine like, 
a news article like crazed American woman yeah. brushing the hair of children in the mm-hmm. park. <laughs> it's okay, baby. You have some <laughs> strange babies. <laughs> I was just like, what do I do the with doll? myself? It's like. Snack? <laughs> just Eat walking it. around with squirrels and baby dolls. <laughs> She's wild. But I'm like that too. It's it's very hard for me to sit still and it's very hard for me to sit in silence. Mm-hmm. Um, so meditating just doesn't work for me. It's the strangest thing to me. Uh, I think I've gotten a little bit better at it or being in silence because before I used to have to always sleep with the TV on and now I don't anymore but then it's also because I have my cat. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Cats help. Yeah. Because that's they're very meditative actually mm-hmm. like when just petting them it's it's the purring yeah, yeah the purring they're actually a great anxiety relief yeah for people yeah yes okay now i want a cat nikki mm-hmm. <laughs> yay we yay. converted her yay. that was gateway the whole cat. mission dog person is <laughs> now cat person yeah. gateway cat good job nibbler <laughs> oh we got another one <laughs> <laughs> they'll never get out dog zero cats three <laughs> uh ten says feel pain and joy as fully as you can allow yourselves to feel these things fully lean into pain revel in your joy and don't put limitations on your feelings like fear pain and joy are emotions that will help you understand yourself and ultimately realize that you are not your feelings feel your feelings mm-hmm. i think i feel them too much i like <laughs> i feel every emotion so intensely mm-hmm. and i didn't even realize that like not everyone feels emotions super intensely until yeah. I became older. Yeah. I was like, everyone cries every day, right? <laughs> like, that's normal, right? And uh, and I just cry at every emotion. Like every emotion is expressed by crying. So joy, if I'm like super happy, I'm crying. Even horny? Not horny, no. Okay, that would be weird. That's not an emotion. That's like a primal need, I think. <laughs> Okay. Although uh, after sex, I have cried sometimes because oh. it's like a release. release. Yeah. Oh, I see. Yeah. Um, but really, when I'm sad, when I'm happy, when I'm angry, when I'm frustrated, it all comes out as crying. It's like this overwhelm of emotion. And so it comes out as like tears. Yeah. But I'm not like, it's not like a logical thing. I'm not like, I'm so angry. I'm going to cry. It's just like, it just is coming out and I'm still thinking and t- and trying to communicate the right. same way as I would if it wasn't happening. It's and your body processing. Yeah. And I feel like it's betraying me sometimes. I'm like, wait, I know I'm not, emo- I'm not emotional. Okay. <laughs> I'm telling you something real. All of my emotions come out as anger, but we all know that anger, when you're angry, there's other emotions happening. So it's yeah. usually sadness, frustration, feeling misunderstood. Like mm-hmm. Happiness, I feel to my core and I, I can feel really elated. A lot of Good. the time. It's the other half of that, like the sadness. I don't really feel deeply unless mm. I'm watching Disney and crying. Mm-hmm. Good. At least you found an outlet to get there. Yeah, totally. You know? mm-hmm. Lacey lets me feel. spin out. She'll, yeah. she'll like, she knows if I'm having a moment and she's like, I just let you, you're like a top and you just spin and spin and spin until you, you're you you're done and you lay, you, you're done. Yeah. You collapse. Yeah. And she's like, you, you just, a lot of people just need to let themselves spin out. I think it's that inner child thing too. Cause like when I was a kid, I got yelled at, if I was frustrated or, you know, whatever, I started crying mm-hmm. just like I do now, but <laughs> I got yelled at for it because my dad thought all emotions were bad. And yeah. so like he would yell oh, at me yeah. and then it would make me cry more because I'm being yelled at. And so then I was like, like started hyperventilating <laughs> yeah. like this and I had crazy anxiety. Like, gee, I wonder why I, created, I got crazy anxiety oh. as an adult. And uh, and that whole inner child thing is like letting her just feel the emotions yeah. because you're a person. And I found out much later in life that my dad was actually a very emotional person 
and he was not allowed to be when he was a child. Yeah. And so it's like he's just teaching what he learned mm-hmm. and how he was raised to grow up and like and how he saw that it, emotions aren't accepted in the world, that you're not taken seriously as a person and you really aren't. There is a stigma behind people that are emotional, like, mm. oh, you can't be logical and emotional at the same time. So like emotion bad. <laughs> Women can't Logic run the country because they're so emotional. Yeah, exactly. And so like he was trying to protect me from that kind of judgment right. um, by like stifling that. But as we learned now, like later, like modern psychology and stuff has shown us that it's actually very healthy to express emotions and more people should. It shouldn't be stigmatized mm-hmm. by society to feel things. Like you're not a robot. Yeah. Like, yeah. And, and also it's, it's bad. It actually causes disease in your body. That's the main source of, of the cause of disease is, uh, is stress and um, emotions and anything that you're not releasing it's a buildup of that and it creates disharmony in your body. And, and the body keeps the score. Yes, exactly. So we it's have to book, feel our feelings. It's a great book. Mm. We have to feel our feelings for sure. Yeah. I think the feeling that I don't express well is probably anger, to be really? honest. Yeah. True. You kind of like, you kinda, you're like a silent anger. It's like when she goes silent, it's like, oh. Yeah. It's, I'm it's, more like a. I'm more like a plot their murder anger. Yeah. I'm like a more methodical anger. Yeah. Quiet. Yeah. And it's I don't really scarier. rage. And I don't. Yeah. Like, well, I mean, the last time I got angry was actually a few weeks ago. I found out the significant other of a family member was getting beaten. Mm-hmm. And they called me and I took my baseball bat over. Like, that's the only time. But other than that, I don't feel anger. I. I've always told people I'm at my best when I'm angry because I don't rage. I get really, really methodical and I, I focus. I'm like, I'm hyper focused, you know? That's how Steve, that's what Steve says about yeah. himself. He's like, Aww. I like getting angry because it's a fuel. Yeah. And like, I exactly need like the is. anger to fuel me to do things. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, I don't understand. People I mosh. Care. Yeah. <laughs> Straight mosh. <laughs> but like, I never <laughs> scream. I never like yell. I don't punch things. I don't whatever. But sadness and happiness, I got pretty good. Yeah, those You're are like fun. that's unlock. Yeah, that's unlock. Really <laughs> screamed, yelled, and punched my car seat yesterday. Who did? <laughs> Me. Oh yeah, it's you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so it, yeah, I guess it, it. Talking to you guys made me realize I don't remember being angry ever, even when I'm arguing with people. Interesting. I don't scream or yell. Maybe because your outlet is productivity when you're angry mm-hmm. i think so yeah i really think so but those are the two things people don't talk about that we should talk about more is our one our emotions and two our mental health mm-hmm. and removing the stigmatism but the stigma behind mental health in that conversation because it mm. all comes down to emotion yeah. and like what's happening between our head and in here and like intuition and all the things it's all mm-hmm. yeah it's not a coincidence that if you look at the psychology behind all every serial killer there's trauma during childhood mm-hmm. it's always like some traumatic thing happened in their childhood oh my god i just realized why what? the reason why i don't get angry is because whenever i was little and i was angry like they would my grandparents would, like yell at me or whatever or um if i i don't like oh what is it if they yell at me i'm not allowed to show anger because i don't get my ass beat so they punished me by making me go do chores. Oh, so it's like productivity. Yeah. You're getting shit done with yeah. me. Exactly. <laughs> that's so funny. That's, I just noticed that. That's, that's why. So yeah. And that's then, like, your coping mechanism for anger. Yeah. It's getting shit done. Getting shit done. And like, you're not allowed to yell. because so, so like, I'll just close the door. I'm like, motherfucker. <laughs> like, <laughs> whispering. Exactly. Just whispering. Minding it. Yeah. <laughs> oh, shit. 
Wow. Well, we just had a whole therapy session here. We had a breakthrough. Good job, Gina. We have to break down to breakthrough. Wow. That's so cool. She's got a lot of merch coming out. I hope you are subscribing to her. Um, Well, we're running out of time because every point of these were so good that we had a lot to talk about with each point. But just to uh, speed through the rest of them. Um, number 11 is exercise boldness in public. Get into the habit of speaking your mind. Boldness is like a muscle. It grows the more you exercise it. And it's true. I used to be a very shy bitch. <laughs> yeah. And now I yell at people in public. Just, I love dancing in public. Yeah. There's a fine line between that and a Karen though, right? <laughs> oh no, I yell at Karens. Okay, oh, I, I yell, yell at Karens. Karens. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, I used to be afraid of conflict and stuff like that, but now I yell at Karens. Um, let's see. 12 is see beauty in the simple things. Try yeah. to notice at least one beautiful small thing around you every day. Oh yeah, single I have day. been doing that. That's YouTube. It helps I you all. She's a meaner. <laughs> it helps you be more present too. Mm-hmm. Because sometimes we just go about life and we're like, I know what that is. There's a tree, there's a car, there's a street. Yeah. I've been here a million fucking times. Like I know <laughs> what this neighborhood. And you're not really observing. Like you're not really present. Be in your life. But if yeah. you can observe like one beautiful thing that you didn't notice before, you're you're here. Yeah. You're in the world. You're here, here and you're you you matter here and you're valued here. Mm-hmm. Like you're a valuable person. You're a valuable person. Yes, you I are. I think that's what we need to tell one another more too. Yeah. You're valuable. Yeah. Oh, see you matter here. You need to be internet mom. I want to be internet mom. I want to tell them you matter. They can have internet boyfriends and internet husbands and like, you know, the people, hey, honey, how was your day? Yeah. I made you dinner. How to, let me rub your feet. Like they have that shit. You could be the mom. I'm going to be the mom. Yeah. I would love it. But I like that to see the beauty in simple things like, I really try to maintain and keep my childlike wonder. So sometimes I'm just staring at a fucking bee and I'm like, yeah, that's beautiful. Yeah. And my friend's like, what the fuck's going on? You can't lose that. Yeah. Never lose that. It makes me happy. Like that's Never why like that. as, as how I am and whatever, when I'm at home, I'm a fucking child. Mm-hmm. I got bunny ears. <laughs> maybe that's why you like Aries because we're childlike. Oh, maybe. Yeah. 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 And then the last one, and probably the most important one, is to be kind to yourself. The world is full of harsh words and critique. Don't add yours to the mix. Speak kindly to yourself and don't call yourself mean things. That one's really hard. It's very hard. It's really hard and so important. My therapist told me that I do that because I'm carrying on what I learned from childhood. So it's like, um, you know, I got reprimanded and told mean things when I you know, would make a mistake. So when I make a mistake now, I'm just carrying on the same Mm. punishment like they don't even need to be there anymore. I'm punishing myself for it. Yeah. I'm like, oh shit, that's so true. Like she's like, yeah, you don't need to punish yourself for that anymore. No, yeah. I'm like, oh yeah, <gasps> okay, yeah, you did a good job. Okay, Aww, good it job. is really hard to like give yourself praise. I've never been a praise person, yep. so it's it's hard to accept like compliments, especially from yourself, because you're like, do you mean it? Yeah, yeah I'm beautiful. <laughs> I'm worthy. <laughs> I'm valuable. I, I remember my my therapist and then a life coach also was like, uh, have you ever just told yourself, hey, I really love you? And I was like, no. Yeah. <laughs> They're like, okay, go to the mirror right now and do it. And I and looked at myself, I was like, I love... Yeah. Oh, like, Why is this so hard? They're like, you've never done that before. Huh? I'm yeah. like, no. And like, it was crazy how I couldn't get the words out. Yeah. yeah. It was hard for me to accept love. Yeah. Growing up and in my earlier relationships as a young adult because 
I do believe we accept the kind of love we think we deserve. Mm. And if you don't think you're worthy of having someone to love every part of you, even the dark, ugly bits, then you'll have someone who only recognizes those. Mm. That's so true. You know? Yeah. You attract what you, the type of love you think you deserve. Love yeah. internet mom. Yeah. All right, guys. Um, From us, your big sisters and your internet mom. That's right. Internet mom. We love you so and you're valuable. Determined to make for you to make that TikTok because I think it'll do great. That TikTok account. Uh, love thanks. yourself, hug yourself. Yeah. Yep. Say that in the mirror. Say it in the mirror. Or, you and know, ball like a little baby, little baby, baby bitch. You little bitch, baby. You stupid <laughs> crybaby, you stupid bitch. Stupid bitch, crybaby. <laughs> I learned one thing that you can do every night go to sleep, pat yourself in the head, and be like, you did good today. Oh, Aww. good job. Yeah, good job. You did good today. <laughs> I love you. Um, but please follow Jess Lizama on all of her socials. We'll be linking it down below. Yes, thank you for being here today. Thank we you for having you. me. You enhance our life. I love you both. Mm -hmm. And uh, and let us know in the comments if there's anything that you've worked through that, that has helped you, that has given you tools for self-love. I would love to know. Yeah. Me too. And give us a like, thumbs up, five stars, whatever it is. I don't know. Oh, but we love you and we'll see you next time. Thanks for being and a bright spot yourself. in the day. Bye. Mm -hmm.